Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. you are this morning, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, know that you are welcome here. 
You are loved here, not just by this church, but by the mysterious God to whom we give all the glory. Let us pray. God of creation, our thoughts stir. They breed anxiety and fear. Meet us in our doubt. Meet us in our fear. Comfort us, O oh God. Help us to remember that we are your people, that we are beautifully made in your image. Help us to remember, God, that we are enough only because you, O oh God, are enough. Amen. I invite you now to stand and sing.
So I was watching the news this week and I heard one of my least favorite sayings ever. It's the saying that mistakes were made. Politicians use it, corporations use it. When things go wrong, they say mistakes were made. And it's frustrating because it's a way of acknowledging that something bad happened without taking on any accountability for it. All the lawyers in the room know what I'm talking about. It's very strategic. And here we come to the part of the service where we're not saying mistakes were made. We're saying, God, we made mistakes. We're acknowledging that we messed up, that we are imperfect, we fail. And from that, from that honesty, we can try again. So let us now confess together, saying the prayer of admission, let us pray. Jesus, we admit that we can give up on you. We can give up on ourselves. We can give up on each other. Forgive us for our lack of faith. Grant us your hope. Friends, we give God the glory because we make mistakes, but God forgives us. We remember Jesus hanging from the cross, the cross that we put him on, saying, God, forgive them, for they know not what they do. We still don't know what we are doing, and we are still forgiven. Thanks be to God. Alleluia. Amen. Before we consider God's word, there are a few announcements I'd like to make. Next Sunday... Outdoor worship, next Sunday, outdoor worship to conclude our tree series. So look in your program, the back page, you can see that. Looking forward, weather permitting that we worship outdoor next Sunday. And we're doing yoga in October. Even somebody like me can do yoga if you can't touch your toes. (laughs) 
So show up to yoga tonight at 5.30 right here at Central Energy, please. And uh, let's get our yoga mats and sit down together and uh, engage in that. So outdoor worship next Sunday and yoga this evening at 5.30. Please govern yourselves accordingly. It is so good to be here with you today to share God's word. Before we do that, I want to make sure that I acknowledge that I am breaking one of my own personal rules when it comes to speaking anywhere, and that is you do not hold anything in your hand when you're talking. But I'm going to hold this the entire time while I'm talking today because I've got this dry cough thing that just will not let me go. And uh, I need it if that's okay with everybody. So please forgive me. Don't put that on the evaluation form. <laughs> Our scripture this morning comes from Job chapter 14, verses 7 through 9. Job chapter 14, verses 7 through 9. Let's listen for the word of God. For there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, that it will sprout again and that its shoots will not cease. Though its root grows old in the earth and its stump dies in the ground, yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth branches like a young plant. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This morning's message is titled, There is Hope. There is Hope. One of my favorite weekend activities, I've got a couple of weekend activities that I love to do to occupy my time and give me something to do, what I call thoughtless activity. One is thrifting. I love going to thrift stores and Goodwills and places like that and finding good deals, old things that I can make new. Another thing I love doing, if you know me, you know I love going to any nursery or any store that has plants, a Lowe's or a local nursery and going through the clearance rack. Not the new plants. I don't want the new plants. I want the old ones. Let, let, me, let me take you on a trip with me for a second. Here's what happens. If you take the Lowe's on my side of town where I live, when you walk in through the large gates into the lawn and garden section, you walk in about 20 feet. And I walk in like a little kid around Christmas time because I want to see the clearance rack. And you walk in and you turn right and there's this large stack of metal trays and shelves with all the plants on them that are clearance. And there's a big yellow sign with black letters, clearance. And at that moment, I'm like, yes. Now you can give me at that moment some coffee and a stool and I will sit there all day long going through those plants. But here's the deal, here's the deal. It's not about the deal. It's not about the money savings. Though that's good. I don't mind saving money. I love doing that. On the surface, it might think, oh, this is about saving money, but it's not. It's really about hope. What am I looking for as I am foraging through all the plants and the trees and the bushes that are in that clearance rack? They're not the prettiest. They're not the fullest. They're not the nicest. I'm looking for the one with the least. I'm looking for the one that others pass by. I'm looking for the one that's been waiting for somebody to look for it. The one that appears to need the most love, the most care, the most attention. I'm looking for the one plant, tree, or bush from all appearances that looks like the only thing, the only thing it might have left is hope. There's few leaves, if any. No buds. There's no evidence that life was ever there, that life is there, 
and that life will ever be there again. It's a desperate looking situation. And that's what I look for. I'm looking for the one that's on the edge, on the edge of being discarded. See, because the next step after the clearance rack is the dumpster. I asked one of the people that worked there when I said, what do you do with the plants that don't make it from the clearance rack? We throw them away. Oh, somebody just come by, throw them out and get rid of them. I'm looking for that one. The one that's about to be thrown away that's feeling worthless. Yeah, that's why I do it. I'm reminded as I was writing the sermon of a particular pair of bushes that I saw one time when I was in the store. Worn and withered, not much there. And they just captivated my attention. They captured my, and I'm staring at them like this. I'm just looking at them and looking at the little tag that comes with it that tells you what it should look like. You know what I'm talking about? It don't look like that, by the way. What am I going to, and I'm looking, I'm just sitting, maybe five minutes, I don't know how long, it seemed like forever. And, and finally, one of the associates, the people that worked there, they saw me. And she walks by and she says, just love it. I said, huh? She said, just love it. She said, take it, give it some space, some good ground, she called it. She said, take it, give it some space, some good ground, give it some time, and give it some water. She said, give it some space, give it some time, and give it some water. That's what she told me when I saw those pair of bushes. Well, yesterday as I was cutting my grass and trimming the hedges in front of my house, I trimmed those bushes back. They were seven feet tall and about seven feet wide. They were growing, blocking my bedroom window. I had to go cut them down. Gave them some space, some good ground. Gave them some time and gave them some water. Yeah, there is hope for a tree. The question is, what about you and me? Job, a righteous man, a godly man, a wealthy man, subjected to imaginable, unimaginable suffering. But we're not going to talk about Job today. We're going to talk about his words, but not Job. Job is not going to get a lot of airtime in today's message. Today, we're going to talk about this tree. We're going to talk about the tree. See, again, Job was contemplating what's happened to him, and he's comparing his life and his circumstances and his situation to that of the tree. For there is hope for a tree. I want to center this message around hope. I want to ground this message in hope. I want to immerse this message in hope. Yes, there is hope for a tree. But what about you and me? The Hebrew word kava is the word used for hope in this version of Job. Kava. It means waiting and enduring. Waiting and hope. Waiting. The tree is waiting and enduring. Those plants that I go pick out are waiting and enduring. Remember, withered but waiting. Beaten down but enduring. I'll have to admit that there was a moment where when I was writing this message, I stopped for a second. And quite honestly, I felt a little tear in my eye because I've never asked myself the question, Charles, why do you spend so much time going into the stores looking for the plants that are beat down and beat up 
and cut down. Why is that so important you to find the one that nobody else wants? I put my pen down, I thought about that for a little while, I meditated on it, I prayed on it, and I realized something, a revelation for me, a revelation for me. You know why I love finding those plants and bushes and trees that have been enduring, that have been waiting, that all they have is hope? Because they're me. I've been in a place in life where I was on the clearance rack or felt like I was on the clearance rack. I don't know if anybody can identify with that. I've been in a space in life where I felt all I ever had was hope, nothing more, just hope. That's how I felt. I, I felt that I've been in spaces where externally nothing was there to show for anything that I have done. And if there was anything good, it must be down in the roots because you can't see it at the top. There's something about those bushes and those plants and those trees that are withered and worn and about to get thrown away that reminds me that God did not throw me away. That reminds me there's something good in all of us even when you cannot see it at the surface. That reminds me when all else is gone, if I can't count on what I see, I can count on what I'm rooted in. I can count on what I'm grounded in. This morning, I want to talk to those of us who feel like we've been in, are on, or going to the clearance rack. Sometimes our health feels like it's about to put us on the clearance rack. Financially, we might feel like we're about to head to the clearance rack. Our marriage, our relationship, our connection with our children or our parents or others. Man, this feels like we're about to go to the clearance rack. There's nothing left. There's nothing to see. They're about to get rid of us. Our jobs, our professions, our careers headed to the clearance rack. If you're like me, you reach a stage in life where can they still do anything with me? Clearance rack. We may have been cut down, let down, or put down by someone or even ourselves. Disappointed and discouraged. On the surface, things are looking and feeling bleak. The thought, watch this. The thought of sprouting again seems too good to be true. There ain't nothing there. You mean another branch, that something can come out of this? We're consumed with questions that we've in some cases predetermined the answers. Answers that have not considered hope. Will I ever change? Will it ever change? When will it get better? What's the point? We've tried. Who cares? I want to encourage you today that before we select our final answer to those questions or any other question, let's go back to the tree. Let's go back to that tree. See, the tree is resilient. Nature is resilient. It withstands and recovers from difficult situations. I had a note in my notes here. I wrote something on the side that said, ask everybody, if they're resilient, if they've ever had to recover from a difficult condition or situation. And then I draw a line through it and said, why would I ask such an obvious question? 
because here's what I believe. The fact that we are still here tells me we've all had to deal with some difficult situations and tells me we all have recovered from difficult situations. Even if it's not public, if you are living, you have been through something. If you are still here, you have been through something. And we are resilient. We have withstood and we will withstand. And I believe that hope is an element of our resilience. Our hope contributes to our ability to withstand, recover, and sprout again, just like the tree. Because our hope, as I was reminded, is built on nothing less. Y'all remember that song? Y'all remember that hymn? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. When darkness veils his lovely face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gate, Stormy Gale, excuse me, my anchor holds within the veil. His oath, his covenant, his blood supports me in the overwhelming flood. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Family, that's where our hope is. That's where our hope is. That's why we can keep going when we don't even feel like going. That's why we don't fear the clearance rack. Job said, for there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, that it will sprout again and that its shoots will not cease. Though its root grows old in the earth and its stump dies in the ground, yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth branches like a young plant. The lady at the store told me, she said, just love it. She said, just love it. Give it some space, good ground. Give it some time and give it some water. Christ, the solid rock I stand. I don't know if there's better ground than that. Time, we wait and we endure and give it some water, nourishment. In John chapter 7, Scripture says, Now on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the Scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Jesus is our living water. Family, we have space, good ground. We have time. And we have water. As I end today, I want to go back to that clearance rack. Because every time I visualize myself in that clearance rack, the Spirit tells me, stop doing that. It says, Charles, that's not the same. You're not on that clearance rack, Charles. You're not waiting for God to come pick you, Charles. Family, you're not waiting for God to come pick you up the clearance rack. Because God has already chosen us. 
We're not waiting to be chosen. God has already chosen us. Our question is this. Will we occupy the space that God has put us? What will we do with the time that God has given us? And will we receive the living water that God has provided? Let's pray that we all receive the space and the time and the water that God has for us. Yes, there is hope for a tree. And beyond a shadow of a doubt, there is hope for you and me. Thanks be to God.
Let us pray. God, out here in the dark, we can feel so alone. Even in the fullest of rooms and the longest of relationships, loneliness moves in. God, thank you for meeting us in the darkest valleys of our solitude. Help us to be aware of your presence in the quiet, mundane moments that exist all around us. God, sometimes we feel like clearance plants, shriveled and broken. Yet you, O oh God, are the life-giving water that nurtures us back to abundant life. You are the hope that doesn't abandon us, abandon us in our hopelessness. Even when our friends, our family, our church, and our pastor let us down, you, O oh God, will not. You will not leave us to suffer alone. God, you've called us to be caretakers, caretakers of this world, caretakers of each other and of ourselves. Help us to care, help us to hope, help us to remember that you chose to walk the earth with us, that you chose to teach us even when we would not listen, you chose to eat with us even when we were confused and you chose to rise from the dead even when it was us who had you executed. We thank you, God, for Jesus, for his radical love that we do not earn. And we thank you for his words, his prayer that he taught us to pray, saying together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever. Amen. And I invite you to rise in body or spirit as we affirm what we believe, saying together the Apostles' Creed, where we can rely on the faith of others when sometimes our faith does not feel strong enough. So downtown church, what is it that you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to remain standing for our final song.
Family, there is hope for a tree, and yes, there is hope for you and me. Let's stay grounded in the Word of God, give ourselves time, and continue to receive the living water. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of His Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us and those whom we love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Go in peace. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.